Friday Lunchtime Lectures at the Open Data Institute. Um, so without further ado, um, I'd like to introduce you to um, North Pole Inc.'s CEO, Santa Claus, um, the head of deliveries, Reiner Deardale, <laughs> and the chief elf envisioner, Sparkle Wonderlust. <laughs> so... I'm really happy to be here, everyone, and it's so wonderful to see you all grown up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we wanted to come here today in order to share our vision and our thinking about how North Pole Inc. can go open. Um, and once we've got the slides up, then I can show you lots of lovely pictures about what we have planned. Um, what we were... Uh, really stimulated by this year was that we saw a number of organisations who were opening up, who were opening their data. Uh, these are organisations like Syngenta, like Thomson Reuters, like the Environment Agency and DEFRA. Um, all organisations wanting to open their data. And, you know, I thought, if they, can't, if they can do it, so can we. Right. North Pole Inc., uh, you know, giving is just what we do. It's what our, our modus operandi, what we are made to do. And um, so I really thought that, that looking at how we can give data as well as giving wonderful presents, uh, we should really be looking at this. Um, now, we have a whole range of data at, at uh, at North Pole Inc. I'll, I'll just sketch out some of the things that we, that we have. Um, so we get millions, millions of postcards every year, cards every year saying, I really want Santa, I really want a Barbie, I really want a toy car, uh, I really want a train set. Do you remember that, John? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, oh, no. <laughs> and... Uh, so we have that kind of data. We, we know what you want or what your children want. Um, we also, obviously, we, we have to keep track of all those lovely children, where they are, so that we can deliver to them. And, you know, I was really inspired this year looking at, uh, looking at the work that the Government Digital Service has been doing around registers. And I'm thinking, you know, what registers do we have? Well, every child in the world... <laughs> Every child, we have the register of them and where they are right now uh, <laughs> so that we can deliver presents to them, obviously. Nothing more sinister than that. <laughs> um, the, other thing, the, the other kinds of information we have, I, I'm, I'm sure that, that my, my two colleagues here will, will talk about, but the one, the one that I've been really, you know, really excited about and really thinking about because it, um, it's been suggested to me that we can store this on the blockchain is our is our big naughty and nice register because uh, I, you know it's been pointed out to me that really it's not traceable it's not auditable how we figure out how a child is naughty and nice right yeah so how can we trace it well obviously blockchain is the answer for this 
And um, what's more, couldn't we collaborate? We make it an open list so that other people can insert their thoughts about whether a child is naughty or nice, and maybe we can use that data. I don't know. I b admit that I'm very early in this journey, very early indeed. Um, but that's what we're here to talk to you about. And, you know, the third thing that I really wanted to ask was, I am used, as Santa, to getting your requests for things, right? I'm used to getting all of those, please send me, uh, please send me that My Little Pony. Uh, please send me that unicorn My Little Pony with all the stars on it. You remember that, Amanda? You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do. And um, I, I think, you know, you, we get all of these requests. Can we get your requests for data as well? That's what we're here to find out, because I, I want to connect with you and I want to understand what it is that you want from us so that we can give it to you. Another, another thing oh yeah, I'll just throw it out there is, um, you know, can we package up this data so that it's really, it's really interesting and involving to open it? You know? I'm thinking of a site where you go and you, you gradually unpeel the wrapping before you can get to the data and then there it is. Make that experience something special. Again, just ideas, just ideas. I really don't know very early in this journey. Um, Anyway, that, that's me. That's what I've, uh, I'm here to talk about today. And I think uh, I'm going to hand over now to my colleague. Are you going to? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're waiting on some slides, um, which will tell you a little bit about our incredibly sophisticated global network for deliveries. So North Pole Inc. is not a one, uh, one we are one headquarters, but we surf, service a global distribution network. Many people think that Christmas for us is all about one day of the year, but when you think about the amount of cultures that we deliver presents as part of, it's basically anywhere from the beginning of December until halfway through January. It might start with Sinterklaas um, embarking uh, onto his boat from Spain to deliver presents to children in the Netherlands in the first week of November, uh, December. And they might go all the way through to the kindly witch delivering presents to Italian children in early January. And we have to come up with a distribution network that not only meets the needs of these kind of diverse children who are looking for presents uh, at Christmas, but we also need to make sure our delivery network is equipped to handle the increasing population, um, increasing unpredictability of weather. How can we make sure that we continue to deliver on time efficiently, accurately, with as little duplication or wear and tear on our fleet as possible. And our fleet is not just reindeer, obviously I'm a little biased, but we also have boats, we have camels, I mean camels are really your traditional Christmas delivery mechanism, that's going right back to day one, Bethlehem. <laughs> we don't bring them out very regularly, but as we start to think about how we can grow our distribution network beyond just that month and how we service our um, clients worldwide, it's can we start camels on their journey to deliver presents earlier in the year? What does that mean for when we start to analyze the data we have on what children need? How are we going to change our distribution network to um, predict what children might want for Christmas so that we can deliver our presents earlier in the year. So, at the moment, the biggest challenges that we have as a distribution network are uh, bad addressing. There's some really, 
rubbish duplication of addressing registers worldwide. I didn't want to point them out, but Canada is a particular problem with their um, alphabetical postcodes, H0, H0, H0. That gets a lot of letters to Santa Claus. It's true. I'm not making it up. Canada is fielding a lot of the letters that are intended for Santa Claus. You can look it up, H0, H0, H0. This would be really lovely for them to be responding to letters on Santa Claus's behalf, but that's Santa Claus's job. And the children are ultimately devastated when some local council has written to them confirming that, yes, we've received your letter, and yes, we will deliver your presents for that message not to get through to Santa Claus. So how are we going to join up the different kinds of databases that are being developed um, and used worldwide so that we know at any one time that the letters to Santa are getting responded to and the presents that are being delivered are an accurate reflection of what children have actually asked for. Um, New Zealand also is terrible. I mean, not that I'm biased or anything, but, <laughs> you know, they're just shocking. Australia, on the other hand, we're right up there. We've uh, just launched a big open data initiative, so North Pole Inc. is very excited about that. So, um, a bad addressing is a key problem. Second thing is duplication. We're not speaking to each other. So one child might get two presents that are the same. Another child might get no presents, um, not being delivered on time. Another massive problem for our, particularly our reindeer fleet, is the safety of the premises they're entering. There have been incidences of occupational health and safety incidences where our Santa distributor has descended down a chimney without being able to assess whether that chimney is still in use or not. Up-to-date building plans would help us be clear on our points of entry when we're delivering our presents. So that's the challenges that we're dealing with right now. What we want to get to, there's three goals. So ultimately, Christmas is all about Christmas with confidence. You know who you're writing to is Santa Claus. Um, you and, and what we're aiming for is efficient, accurate, and safe for everybody involved. I think there's some animations you have to click through. Yep. Um, accurate and safe delivery of Christmas presents to children everywhere. So what does the new future look like? So we have been really fascinated by all of the discussion around data infrastructure and how can we join up not only the technical standards that we need for data, but with our um, governance models for how we deal with the data that we use. And, and most importantly, how does this benefit our users? Next slide, so what does this mean for us in practice? What is the future going to look like for North Pole Inc.? So every North Pole delivery team will be working with the same data. We're going to connect up our legacy systems. We're going to develop a global um, register of addresses. We're going to know how our fleet is performing at all times. So we're going to do a global rollout of sensors. I've been really interested in some studies going on in the southwest of England where cows are swallowing sensors that monitor their health from the inside. And I'm thinking, is that something that our reindeer population could have at their disposal um, so we can monitor their health and their performance, their energy levels in real time? Um, we also need to track their movements because they might encounter weather delays. They might encounter um, uh, mechanical difficulties with sleighs or boats or camels. So um, not only how can we track what they're doing in real time, but how can we use other people's data to help us predict challenges that might arise in our um, delivery of presents. But most importantly, we're thinking about how we can make this more transparent and open. How can we give ownership back to our users? How could parents be tracking the delivery of, re of presents in real time? Um, how could children follow the, 
um, journey of reindeer across the globe? Um, and how can they be confident that they're delivering presents, uh, delivering requests and letters to Santa Claus to the real Santa Claus and not some Canadian local council member? How can we make sure that all of these things are joined up, which will ultimately drive a better service for our clients and a lot of happy children at Christmas? So I'm going to pass over to Sparkle Wonderdust. <laughs> that is my name. I have been doing. Thank you very much indeed. So I, I'm here a lot because I want your help. Because we get, we get a bit stuck. So I look after the Elvish supply chain. Our elf <laughs> partners. They make our toys for us. They make the toys for the children. And they've been doing it for many, many years. So they do remember that train set that they made for John. The, and our elf supply chain, there's a wide range of them. We've got single elves who do the things themselves. We've got large troops large troops of elves as well sometimes that make these toys and make lots of them for children. I want to help them understand what the children want, what the demand is. I want to shape that market to make sure I've got the right type of elves making the right kind of things, but it's hard to do that sometimes. They just go do their own thing. Some of them wandered off to fight battles in New Zealand for many, many years. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle we had Peter right Jackson. there. Oh, the, so we have to recognise and reward good behaviour. I want to be able to get those, some of those elf troops working together. I think there's a way that maybe I could get some of those people to work together. But again, how I get them to do that, they all squabble amongst themselves. So I'm not sure how to do that. Now, the elves, they also supply competitors sometimes. So this is a, we keep seeing this chap around at the moment. He's a competitor. Luckily, he's only in one geographic region. Hopefully, he stays there. We might build a wall around it to make sure. But the, they supply competitors. I want them to make sure they're making really good toys for us and for the children. And if they're, all they're going to do instead is say, actually, it's easier or better or, more, or better for me to make presents for somebody else, that might be a problem because then kids won't get the toys that they want and need. So, and I want to support innovation, new elves coming to the market with new ideas. I think that's really important to support that and to understand what they can do. Elves are quite agile, so I think we need to support <laughs> that. <laughs> and some of these ones, they've been telling me as well about this great new idea. And it sounds really good, but again, I want people's help to help me understand how good it could be. The IoT, the Internet of Toys. <laughs> so the Internet of Toys, it, 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 I don't know, it almost sounds like it could be too good to be true. But apparently it could create a revenue stream to support our free service. <laughs> we could put, collect data from toys. So not just collecting data from the reindeer or collecting data from the children or about the children. We can collect data from the toys that the, the, the children get. We could link that to other bits of information about children. We could link it to their messages on Snapchat or WhatsApp, apparently. And I could use that to find out lots more information about children. That would be good. The <laughs> and so we could sell that to people, apparently, and we could use that to make sure I can keep going with, what, with the stuff we want to give away and the presents we want to give away and have kids open, you know, happily open underneath their tree. We could do that. Some of the larger suppliers, the, the large elf troops, they said to me, actually, I'll give you a discount if you use my Internet of Toys service. So, but they'll get, they'll get the data and they'll do something else, but not quite sure what. The, but the internet toys, well, better data to manage suppliers. So I can work out, I can get net present score data, which presents people like or don't like and which ones I'd recommend to their friends. 
if I can get some of that. The, we can have a quantified elf scheme. <laughs> say which elves are good and bad. Sorry. The <laughs> and again, should that data be open? So should everyone know about whether they should trust particular elves or not? Maybe that should just be published openly because that might be good to other people. Again, let us, let us know. I'd like your help. And we can also provide better data to the delivery. We can track individual presence. We can watch them on their journey. We can watch how they get played with. We can watch where they go next. If presents get left underneath the bed, we could find out it's there and maybe rescue it and make sure people are enjoying that train set. It's still under the bed, John. It's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but I could go to, But if we bring, again bring together that present data, maybe other people can find use out of that. Not sure, but again, we can give it away. Other people might find that really valuable for what they want. But these are some of the things that the suppliers are telling me. So those are some of the, you know, the, the things we'd like help with. And again, I'd love to hear some ideas. The, you know, how do I get my suppliers to work together? How do we get the elves to work with me rather than that competitor? The, should we be really going for the internet of toys? Is that really the future? And do we really need to go full on for it? I think that could be a good thing. If we do that with the blockchain, that could be a really good idea, I suspect. The, and then what can I publish openly? You know? But those are things. Those are things that are worrying us. The things we'd love to be here and hear some ideas from. Right. Thanks so, um, we've heard some of the challenges for North Pole Inc., the Elf Supply Chain, the Internet of Toys. Um, this is your chance now to put some of your questions to the panel. Um, so, some questions, please. Well, I think I'm going to kick things off and. I'm just really surprised. I thought you were the open data institution. You wanted everything <laughs> opened up. Was, what, what's your... Uh, oh, I mean, teach me. Tell, tell me. What, what should we be doing with this list of naughty and nice children? That's a very, very good question. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, you're, you're the people who are sat here. You, you know, you've, you've, you've got all this data... Got some very very clear commercial reasons why you think you're going to release it, and it just to me it doesn't feel like you've considered the impact, actually who it's going to benefit beyond yourselves. And for us, we, we feel that that's, that's not the right approach to take. So there is this thing I've heard about called the data protection regulation that was finished last week, and I feel like we need to take a look at that. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I mean, if what I'm hearing is concern about what we're going to publish openly, I mean, we would never want to compromise the trust in North Pole Incorporated, Incorporated on behalf of our users. We would really want to maintain the privacy of our children, but we think that there's some really interesting information that we can publish, but how we do that whilst protecting their privacy sounds like something we have to explore. What if some of them want to publish their letters openly? Um, mostly, then they don't even sign them properly, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> 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 I 
Well, you know, I often have problems just linking up what a child has said. You know, they sign it Alex. They could be from anywhere. And uh, male, female, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, just linking up the request with the child is, is a challenge. And, yes, some, some identity verification. That sounds very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. A, a global database of children with unique identifiers. Yeah, well, this is the registers work that, that uh, I got, you know, I, I thought was really promising. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, next question. Uh, I, I work for an advertising corporation. Yeah, something so like that. We could get them to make, so, mark that clearly in the letter. Yes, yeah. And if they didn't, we'll just assume that they, yeah. they're okay with it. Yeah. I mean, so I think we could do that. The, the may, again, there was this thing about maybe check, we might have to check their age. You know, for some children, maybe they tick the box. For other children, maybe their parents need to tick the box for them. But then that register gets a bit bigger because we'd need to know which children have got which parents. Really? The, everywhere though because you know, we're a global operation so all these different things if, if New Zealand's got one age limit and then Australia's got a much more sensible one you know we really just want everyone to harm <laughs> we really just know it would be great for us I think if everyone had the same regulations that would make it easy and then yeah we'd happily license you the data do you want the information about which children are good and bad as well that information that's in the blockchain okay I'm seeing some more questions just here. Uh, my organisation does a lot of work with kind of children in developing countries. And what you're saying sounds really good for children and parents of access to the internet. But what about people who kind of don't? How are you going to collect the data on them and make sure they get the preference they want? Well, you know, that, that's always, always a challenge. Somehow we know. That's all I can tell you. Uh, <laughs> we, we know. And, and, you know, the operations is... As you were talking about, you know, camels, we, we deploy uh, all, sorts of, all sorts of things. It's really, I can say that definitely from a delivery point of view, it can be quite hard delivering presents in some countries where, for example, they don't address in terms of postcodes, they address in terms of individuals and people. So being able to continuously update our own registers based on input from the people in those areas would be really useful. That's why I think this open approach to at least collecting that addressing information could be really helpful. Um. Yeah, and I think we've got some elves in those developing countries, so there's also a possibility maybe we actually, I'm not sure if you want, yeah, the, we could maybe connect the elves directly with the children oh. and actually get some things happening a bit closer together that way. That might solve some of the problems. I don't know, it sounds like disintermediation to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 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 
point is that they will believe based on our data infrastructure. <laughs> it will make it impossible for them to disbelieve. <laughs> Trust in Sansa. So, um, do I see another qu question here? Uh, you mentioned putting the Norton nice list on uh, a blockchain. Uh, you haven't said which one, but my question is, if you're going to put this list, I, I assume this list is dynamic, but you're committing it to sort of an indelible record. How are you going to sort of deal with the people that jump from one list to the other? I'm sure that there are some that manage to reform or go down a dark path. Uh, like <laughs> yourself, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. Um, <laughs> and, and secondly, how are you going to keep the, the personal data of the children out of that indelible record? Like, if you're, how, how are you going to relate those two things? You know, you know, those are really, really good questions. I mean, I, I've just been told that blockchain is the way to do it. <laughs> and that's, um, you know, that's what I'm going with right now. Um, I don't know if you guys know anything more about it. I don't. It was too complicated. <laughs> it was on the front page of a big magazine, and I thought, that sounds really good. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. put it in the blockchain. Have you thought about using RDS? <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't hear anybody using that. <laughs> Does anyone in the audience know about blockchain? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, is what you're proposing that hypothetically, I'm not saying this was me as a child, but I'm just saying hypothetically, if I had a couple of years where I was repeatedly sent home from school for kicking children, if that was recorded in the blockchain, I couldn't then demonstrate to Santa that I'd improved. Is that what you're saying, the blockchain? Yeah, or I'm saying that, you know, people could, other people could go back and see those, see those records. Are you saying I can't change the blockchain? Yes. Oh. Mm. <laughs> so I think we've given Santa something to think about there. Um, uh, moving on to more questions. Um, this might be a little redundant, but if all this data is available, easily available, doesn't it make it easier for the Grinch to steal Christmas? <gasps> Do you think so? <laughs> <laughs> that 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 possibility. I, I, honestly, I, I just thought we were giving this out, and you know that that would be really really good. But I you raise an interesting point. I was just thinking about the good things that could happen. Yes. Yeah. The okay, so we have to protect the data in some way. Yeah. Okay. We may, maybe it's not to individual because ha if the Grinch knows each individual household that the presents are being delivered to, they could, he, he could or she could. I'm not saying the Grinch is a man. Um, could easily step in and steal the presents before the children wake up on Christmas morning. This is, they, that would be bad. Maybe it's to local authority level. <laughs> okay. Data okay. that we release openly. Okay. We, of course, would know per household, but right. maybe we have to hmm? not release. And do you think that might help with the children's privacy as well if we didn't, like, because, yeah. I think it, it could. We'd have to look at, you know, like Highlands of Scotland if they're still only, say, two households ah. in a particular area. Yeah. The Grinch could still figure it out. Okay. So, um, Moving on to one of the questions from, um, from Twitter. 
Um, Jamie asks, what's the structure of North Pole Inc? Um, are the elves unionized? Um, um, is there a system of employee ownership or a joint colony? Um, uh, would you be interested in publishing your organization chart as open data, perhaps? Oh, oh that, that, that's very interesting, because I haven't really thought about that as being data that we, that we had. But you're right, you know, we, we do have... A, a big list of, of all of the elves yeah. and all of our reindeer, all 12 or 13, I lose count. Um, uh, yeah, did you have something else? I was going to say, we could publish our salary data because I am pretty sure the chief elf is paid <laughs> more than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I hadn't thought that would be useful, but if. People will find that useful. I, uh, you know, I, I want us to be as transparent as we can be. I want us to be giving out what we can to let everyone know and have trust in us as an organisation. And uh, if this is the kind of thing that helps with that, I am very happy for that to be published. Very happy. We can talk about my salary afterwards. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that after. Okay. Um, so, audience... Um, any more questions for this extraordinary, truly extraordinary <laughs> panel from North Pole Inc? I have another little one. Mm. So yeah, I, I, I heard of Santa Claus before, but this is the first time I've heard of the North Pole Inc. You're going to publish all this data, but how do I know? You know, how do other people know where to go to get it if they've never heard of North Pole Inc before? Oh yeah, that's a that is a very so maybe this goes back to my idea of delivering to them. Do you th do you think that that would be the way a way of doing it? So so we can you know deliver on Christmas morning or a and CD. throughout the year a CD of our data uh, along with the presents. Does that sound right for the kind of open data that we really want to do? Yeah. As I was saying, you know, you, then they can have the experience of opening it up. It's oh. an experience that we're very, we're very familiar with, and um, I feel that physical experience will really add to the, the quality of the, of the data. Too. It's our traditional methods, it and is. the traditional yeah. methods are very good. They've worked Ma for years. Show of hands, who has a CD drive in their laptops right now? Huh. Yeah. yeah, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. Maybe an interactive CD-ROM of some kind, Sam. I know that you're you're familiar with and like those. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, I, you've left the audience speechless. <laughs> um, final chance for any questions. Um, I have. I particularly interested in the internet of toys um, and um, I was just wondering whether you see any kind of wider implications of that kind of technology beyond, I mean obviously the idea of being able to um, track every train on your model railway as it goes right, everything's just but extraordinary. So what they're telling me is everything should be connected, it's not just that the internet should be able to be connected to but Everything should be connected to the internet. So different trains from different suppliers, I think they're using the same technology. Some of them have got 
widgets and some of them got wadgets, but mm. it looks roughly the same. So yeah, they should connect all those things together, put it all out there, and then I think it will connect together, it'll keep working. Those toys will be better and they'll keep working for years and years, just like your fridge. <laughs> okay. So, um, a question. But, but I was interested in if the audience thought Internet of Toys was a good idea. I don't know if anyone here had opinions on it or could help me understand whether it was useful or not. Did anyone think it was a good idea? Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fewer hands. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, a question from Natasha about um, had you thought about linking? Um, your data to environmental data sets to use Christmas to discuss, um, for example, the shrinking ice caps and polar bears dying. I think this is your your area. You use this. You use weather data, don't you? In we do use yeah. weather data. I think if we were to, if we could over time capture the incidences of weather delay, unpredictability. Mm and publish that as open data, that mm. would tell a really nice story about how increasingly difficult it's becoming to deliver toys to children on Christmas Day. I think that would really change kind of the urgency with which we addressed climate change. Um, you know, I'm just thinking about the great snow in of 2010. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that in London, that one, yeah. <laughs> I but checked no, the data. I think, I think data, the data can be really for those kinds of discussions, the more that we publish openly and the more trends that we can show. Because um, at the moment, I feel like the reindeer fleet in particular is being impacted by weather conditions. Camels, you don't have to feed them very much and they'll just go for months. But reindeer, you know, that's, mm. they're going to be particularly impacted by increased changes in weather. Good question. And it is a good opportunity for us to, to play our role, I think, in the wider discussions that, that are going on in society. You know, we, we have a, a magnetic brand, I've been told. Uh, Although nobody uh, said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but, but Christmas, but Santa, you know, magnetic brand. And, and a unique kind of perspective on some of, the, some of the challenges that the world really has right now, yes. I do, I do think that we should be using our data to contribute to that wider debate, definitely. Okay, so very, very clear from Santa. Yeah. Um, uh, so, on that note, um, it falls to me to thank the panel from North Pole, Inc. Sparkle Wonder Dust. Uh, we can truly understand what it means to be an elf envisioner. <laughs> um, head of deliveries, Reiner, um, and um, Santa. Thank you. It's been memorable. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you all very um, much. If we could give a warm round of applause to the panel from. You've been listening to a Friday lunchtime lecture brought to you by the Open Data Institute.